Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. I'm going to keep things lighthearted today. Just letting you know, I'm going through a lot of stuff right now, and I'm going to leave it at that. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. When you go to that website, you're going to be able to find every single place. You'll be able to find me online and all of my social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, whatever it may be. Go to Tuttle.net. There's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. I am so close. Like the finish line is right there for me to finally get monetized on YouTube. You guys will be able to do the super chats. I apologize. The live streams have not been happening. But I will be getting back to it. I promise you I will. But if you'd like to donate to the cause, you can easily do that. Go to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I got to thank Super Fat Bubba Light. This guy is one of the biggest supporters of Bubba the Love Sponge. Nice guy. I've met him a couple of times. He uh, donated a good amount of money. He didn't go overboard, but... I talked to him on the phone for probably about 10, 15 minutes today. And it just makes me feel good that some of the people have followed me over from the Bubba Radio Network. And I, I, I can't thank him enough. Like, I, I appreciate his generosity so much. So thank you, Super Bubba Fat Light. Or I know I just screwed that up. I'm having a bad day. Anyways, let me, let me get right into the content, okay? Uh, I would say like a month ago, I went to the Delan to hang out with my friend Addie. Now, Addie, uh, I guess befriended and became friends with this younger kid. His name is Aiden. He goes by Aiden Walker. And we were talking about the first time I met him. He was talking about, you know, what I did. And he said he always had an interest. And doing a little bit of radio. He asked me if I could try to get him an internship somewhere. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And he sent me his resume. I've sent it out. But I I also want to sweeten the pot. You know, I want to be able to put him ahead of the game. When he does get an internship. Maybe get his foot in the door somewhere on a terrestrial radio station. So... I wanted to do some man-on-the-street stuff with him. We're going to record some other stuff. Kind of do like a video-slash-audio mixtape, demo tape, 
to be able to show to the uh, the the people in charge of internships and and the program director. And he called me out of the blue. He's like, "Listen, they're having this big 420 celebration in downtown Deland." Now, I mean, I don't know if a lot of you guys know. Like, I grew up in DeLeon Springs, but DeLand is like right next to DeLeon Springs. So you got DeLand, DeLeon Springs. There was nothing going on in DeLeon Springs. So we all went to DeLand to get into some stuff. But they had this 420 celebration at Cafe Da Vinci. And I got to tell you, downtown has changed tremendously. But not only were they having this 420 thing, they also were having a drag show. Now, I have no problem with that. Like, I support everybody in what they want to do. I don't care. I don't judge one single bit. But I got to tell you, when I, when I was growing up in the Deland area, I don't know if something like that event could happen in downtown Deland, but it did, and it made me feel good. It made me feel proud. But Aiden, he set it all up. Now, the first piece of audio that I'm going to play for you, he ended up bringing his good friend Joker. I know that's not his real name, but this kind of shows me that this kid has this killer instinct because he brought his friend with him that has Tourette. And the guy has been through a lot. It was gold in material. And I'm going to play that for you right now. This is the interview that I did with Joker, who has Tourette's, thanks to, I guess you could say my pseudo-type intern for the Tuttle Daily Podcast, Aiden Walker. Thank you, Aiden, because this was brilliant. Tuttle here. I am with uh, a friend of Aiden's. Now, Joker, why do, why do they call you Joker? Well, let's see. I uh, did a lot of drugs. What kind of drugs? Because I've uh, done a lot of drugs as well. Crystal meth. Oh, I'm not, I've done. Well, is there a difference between crystal meth and just methamphetamine? Not really much of a difference. You stay up. Okay, I've done meth. Yeah, meth is... I got a bunch of Adderall in my bag. I'm good on that one. Okay, all right. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> all right, so what else? What, what other uh, drug? So what? I've been in prison for two years. What, for what? I don't want to talk about that. Though. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, all right. Does I the mean, statute like, of limitations I, run out? No, no, no. It was like... It was. It had involved with uh, a government property. Okay. Oh, okay. And all right. Now, now I gotta, I gotta ask, okay? Please don't be mad. What what is the tick? Is is that from drugs? You have Tourette's. All right. So it's not. I had a band teacher that had Tourette's as well too. He was a licker and and he made this noise. He beeped a lot. He would go boo all the time, and he would kick people. That's that's weird. Yeah, that is a weird one. So, but you don't have the cursing type, that no. the stereotype stereotypical one that everybody has. No. No, not at all. Now, did the were you born with it, or is it from all the drugs? 
I uh, I got it from my mom. She, uh, oh, your mom had it too. My mom, my mom has it, so she, I got passed it down by Jane by her. Oh, so, so I didn't know I didn't know Tourette's was hereditary. It is, but uh, apparently I just found out you can also just immediately just get it like that out of nowhere. Now let me let me ask you though. So when you were on the drugs, when you were doing drugs, did it did it help the tics or did it make it worse? Oh, dude, it made it way worse. Oh, so like like way more often? Like super often. Like I was about to have a seizure. Oh man. Now what it, what does it feel like? Like does does anything like set you off more or? I mean, it feels more like a hiccup than anything. That's pretty, pretty much what I can describe it to. <gasps> yeah. You know, but um, like. What sets it off though is mainly uh, ADHD and uh, OCD. I have I have that too ADHD and OCD so it kind of plays a hand and also um, uh, a- a- anxiety too also I I have that I do you know that I spent ten days in a mental institution I I spent maybe six months oh man yeah I was in there for ten days I tried to hang myself from a ceiling fan oh it, it was bad construction that saved me. It was drugs that sent me. Oh, like, was, was that was that the crystal meth? Yeah, I yeah. was I was going I was acting very sporadic. So the um the uh, the police officer saw me in the middle of the street acting crazy, and then um, I woke up in a mental hospital. Oh man, see it sucks. You know I got something called the booty juice one time, and then, and it's basically a tranquilizer that they hit you in the cheek with, and 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 oh, it it brings like yeah. uh, chemical strength. Yeah, yeah, it, they got me. Yeah, I but yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. What, what What about this? Um. Ecstasy. Ever done ecstasy before? I still do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. How is the ecstasy in the land? It's pretty good, surprisingly. It's pretty really. Good. I I wouldn't think the land would be a great place to get a lot of ecstasy though. Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty good dealer. Oh. Uh, okay. All right, man. Well, I- I- anything you want to say to my crowd? Um. You want to plug anything? Plug? You like promote anything? Oh, yeah. I'm. Uh. I'm actually a skateboard uh, shop promoter. For uh, this brand right here. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I'm gonna, see, I, I'm horrible. Yeah, say say the name of the brand. Um, out of order. Right there. I'm sure we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, if people want to find it, is there like any stores around here where they can find this stuff? I'm sorry. Is there like any locations, or is it all online? Oh, uh, there's actually a shop uh, right down in New York, uh, right next to uh, this uh, veterans bar called Mvets. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's right next to it. It's like a little tiny white shop. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, Joker, man. Like, you're one of the most interesting people I've met in DeLand in a really long time. Thank you, man. Look, I'll admit, that was maybe not my best man-on-the-street interview that I have ever done. But I gotta tell you, I, I gotta give Aiden credit for setting that up. You know, he wants to be an on-air talent, but it also kind of showed he's a little bit of a producer. The one thing that I did not like, and I, I and, and I get it, a lot of people don't know who I am, but I, re- I, I forget the guy's name, but Aiden and Joker brought out another guy. The guy had to be like 6'4", 6'5", pretty big dude. And then after I got done talking to Joker, he wanted to give me broadcasting advice. And I'm like, dude, I get it. I mean, you, I, for one thing, you guys are all friends with Aiden. But the guy, the guy was like, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't jump in with drug questions because people are going to think you're a cop. 
they're going to think you're a cop. And I'm like, dude, do I look like a cop for one thing? I mean, you could put me in a police uniform and you'd be like, yeah, that's not a cop. So what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, don't don't come and give me broadcasting advice. I don't know what. You, oh, I, I, I think I do know what he does. I, I think he works at Walmart, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. But I'm not going to come to your job and tell you how to do yours. So don't tell me how to do mine. I mean, I mean, I, I, I was being pretty honest. I, I admitted to drugs that I have done before. Like, seriously. But moving on to the next piece of audio that I wanted to play is I wanted Aiden. I wanted Aiden to be able to do his first man on the street interview. And I, wa- I, him. I wanted to test him and see how he would do. And I picked out the most flamboyant drag qu- Well, this person wasn't even a drag queen. It was mostly the host, but he was very flamboyant, African-American gentleman. And I wanted to see how Aiden would do. This interview is not edited at all. I I jumped in because I, with my OCDs and stuff, and always having to get a joke in, I had to jump in. And I feel bad that I did that because I wanted Aiden, that it to be his thing. But I want to hear from you. I really do. I want to I want to hear how you think Aiden did for the very first time with an interview he did on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. You can leave me an email, tuttle at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Aiden Walker, good to meet you, man. Kirk DeVinci, pleasure to meet you. All right, um, I got to say, I love your outfit. Do you want to tell me a little bit about it? Um, This is actually was stoned by a very good friend of mine. I bought the suit by myself at... It's the green party, so we, you know, got to show up and show out. <laughs> green, green party? Yes. It's 420. Oh, yeah, green party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what's your role here tonight? Um, I'm one of the entertainers and a co-host. Um, the host every week is Aaliyah Nuvo. Um, she brings out entertainers from all over, from Tampa, Kissimmee, Orlando, all over, the, all over Florida and invite us to come here to the land and enjoy ourselves and perform and entertain you all. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Uh, what do you find so much fun about this? Entertaining the people. I mean, I'm, I've always been a people person my whole life. I love to entertain. I love to make people laugh. So to see people actually enjoy themselves while they're out here uh, watching us perform is a blessing for me. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what first got you into this thing? I'm about... In 2009, so what was that, 12 years ago, I started entertaining. Uh, it was for my birthday in Chicago, and it was just something I started doing, and it just grew on me. As I, I enjoying entertaining people, making sure people have a good time while they're out, make, keeping people laughing. What's up? Aiden, Aiden, I don't know. I got to step in here. I don't know if you will get this reference, but he reminds me of Bernie Mac, the way he was handing out the money at the end <laughs> from the Players Club. Uh, yeah, you, you yes, know what movie I'm yeah, Yes, yeah. I exactly know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> Him downstairs. Him down. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Aiden, you're doing a great job. Oh. I'm sorry. I'll cut that out. No, you're good. <laughs> I just had to 
make that comment. He's, he's only, what, how, how old are you? Uh, 22. So. Uh-huh. This is my first interview. I'm popping my cherry. Like, thank you very uh, much. I got to pop Aiden's cherry. Yes! <laughs> if I'm just being honest, I thought it was absolutely brilliant that Aiden made the, uh, or brought up, he kind of almost set up Da Vinci with the, you know, this is my first interview. You're kind of popping my cherry because Da Vinci took the bait. Da Vinci, like, had the finish. Da Vinci came out with the joke, came out with that big, big laugh. And I think Aiden, for his first interview that he's ever done, just by going up and talking to somebody, I thought he absolutely killed it. When I come back after the break, I got an interview with Billy Ray Rock from the northwest of the United States. He's in the Seattle, Spokane, Washington area. And that's the interview that I'm going to be doing next. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. (sighs) Right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Okay. Okay, sir. That's enough. Okay. So go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. All right, guys. Welcome back to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I'm really excited about this interview. You know, I've been having a lot of cancellations as of late. And I got to tell you, I, I, I appreciate uh, my next guest, Billy Ray Rock, for showing up and being a man of his word and doing, a, and doing the interview today. Billy, how are you, man? I'm doing beautiful, man. I'm out here, you know, just trying to stay alive, stay happy, and, uh, and uh, you know, just try to get by, where, brother. Where, where, where are you calling from? Well, I'm from the Spokane, Washington area. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, I'm uh, just, south, just southeast of that, out of Taurus, Montana. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I've always loved that area. Now, you being up in the Washington area, now you are into rock music, okay? Before we get into the interview, tell people how they can check out any of your content, where they can find you on social media, your website, every single place. Well, you could find me. Um, my website is billyrayrock.com. And that's mm-hmm. where it all starts and ends. But, I mean, you can catch me on any of the social media sites at Billy Ray Rock and then the number one. So it would be like, you know, at Billy Ray Rock and the number one. Now, did, for somebody Facebook, else, did somebody right? else have Billy Ray Rock and you had to go with they the did, one? yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, sure you know, I, I, was, I was really, really lucky, you know, because every time a new social media came out, I was like, all right, I got to get my name, Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. I was even... If you look at my Gmail account, it's just straight Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. So luckily wow. I was I was able to get in on everything early. They're, the only one I wasn't able to get was TikTok. I had to go Tuttle on the radio. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, I Billy, mean, you know, that has a little bit to do with where my name came from. You yeah. see, my name is Billy Ray. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, you know, I got 
start getting into rock and all that, I was going to go with just Billy Ray. But the problem I had was there's another famous Billy Ray out. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. Absolutely. And I don't want people to have to fight through his stuff to get to me. So I needed to put another name on him. And I came up with rock because it was the simplest thing I could think of that I wouldn't have to spell out to people. And, uh, and that's how we got here. But yeah, but that, now, you're I, absolutely right. I, I, I wanted to talk about this. You, on your Facebook page, you said like the first, it's something from Jimi Hendrix, the first since Jimi Hendrix. Like what, what did, yeah. what was, what was that uh, well, statement on first, your? I said the first African-American rock artist since uh, Kravitz, maybe even Jimi Hendrix. And, when I, and I want to make sure I'm clear with that when I talk to folks, you mm. know, um, the first solo rock artist. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, obviously you can go back. In Living Color. Guy. Living Color comes to mind. I know that, uh, so there's a lot of guys out there. Kravitz, of course, is rock, but and there are people, there's a member of Corn. I think, is biracial. They're out there, you know. Um, but in terms of just a solo artist, this is me, that's it. Um, they're not just a lot of me out there. What and is like, what are what are your influences, though? Like, who are the ones that got you into rock and roll? Well, what got me, honestly, was that, I, you know, I spent a lot of years kind of flailing around doing, you know, rap and this and that and the other thing. But I've always, since a kid, when I was a kid, I was, grew up in the country, and we didn't have all the musical outlets that people got to hear me. You know, see, you didn't, so you, you don't gotta, sound, you don't sound like a native Seattle guy, though. Like, no, I'm are, not. Are you, no, I'm, from, I'm from the south, man. I'm from where? Mount Pleasant, Texas. Texas. Uh, yeah. And so when I grew up, the radio station played. We only had like three radio stations to listen to, AM station back in the day. And they played rock and they played R&B and funk and back and forth. So whether I wanted to or not, I was forced to listen to you know, the old rock guys. You know, I'm talking about you know, the old Elton John songs and, and uh, some of the classic rock, like America and things like that. You know, some old Stones and things. And so those influence, influences just kind of followed me. But as I got to be an adult, got in deeper into music, I realized that everything that I like about Many things that I liked about R&B music, the highlight of a lot of these R&B and funk songs were the rock guitar solos. Yeah. And I thought, and I thought man, you know, and I just, and I kind of, through that way, kind of found my way to, to get in here. But my main influence, man, uh, it starts and ends with Prince, you know. Prince, um, yeah, dude, yeah. He, he was the man, like, and, yeah. and he really wasn't, I mean, I, I, I never like saw him in person, but he wasn't like the biggest guy. Like he was, he was kind of a tiny guy, but he was sure. such a big personality. Oh my goodness. I saw him in concert when I was in, I was like a sophomore in high school or something. And he had the 1999 uh, tour, that album with little red Corvette and all that was out. It was before purple rain. And man, I, yeah. it, was, it was just an incredible show. I mean, this guy was just, you know, and of course, since since done a bunch of research and things like that, you know, just just a big Prince fan, man. The, the way he was able to be a rock guitarist, but he knew back then. But he that, had the look, he had the swagger, he had everything. Like he was the total package. Absolutely, and that made it really, really difficult to ignore him. You know. Now, 
what, what can, can I ask you a question? A lot of people say that like Elvis, all the uh, uh, Caucasian white rock and roll people, they stole rock and roll music from the African-American culture. Like what are what are what is what is your thought on that? Well, I think that in music. People, even to this day, people tend to run to what's worked. And I, I understand why they did it, because at that time, back you know, in the early Elvis days, those were the only things that was working. That was, you know, the whole Motown sound and the R&B thing was a big, big deal back then. And I, and I think that's why even back then, you had to, a lot of those white artists had to, like, you know, default to, to uh, do that to kind of help get some attention towards them. And I think that, you know, that's the same thing now. You got a lot of artists out there that are really, for example, you know, don't like elements of, of, of a lot of different genres, but if that's selling, that's what they're going to do. You know, I mean, I think Limp Bizkit, for example, was yeah. released a rock group. Yeah. But they thought the time that rap was really, really popular. And so, well, uh, you know, they kind of confused it. I, I, I'd say this, though, like if it wasn't for. OK, so you're up in Seattle area. OK, sure. Yeah, I think the 90s, you know, everybody thinks their generation's music is the best. OK, I'm a Gen sure. Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. Yep. Um, I, I think the 90s was some of the most influential music out there across all genres. I mean, you look at what the grunge scene did up in seattle and it, it went from the hair rock to that that dirtier sound it was something different and then you sure. had like you 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 you're talking about limb biscuit without without the beastie boys there there wouldn't be like one oh, of those bands and stuff absolutely absolutely no question about it because and they so, they they played their own instruments a lot of a lot of people you know don't realize that that they did a couple albums where they they played a lot of their own instruments Oh, absolutely they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Now, see in, in Seattle though, what the nineties music though, if you look at it like hip hop, you know, everything had a message. It wasn't about what I have and what you don't have. Uh they they had a message behind it. Uh the angst of the uh white American teenagers with the grunge music. Hell, I'll even give you credit. Grow or give my in Florida. I grew up not the biggest country music fan, but the '90s country music was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was, and it really was. And so I think, like the the more popular, you know, look in the '90s, you know, there was a there's a paradigm shift that happens in overall popularity of music. And I think in the '90s, the rock rule. It was rock, and then it was country, and then it was everybody else. And but then you had hip-hop, though. Hip-hop, though, like, you had, like, could you imagine, like, if a group like NWA was still around, like, with all the, uh, all the, 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 how divided we were as a country, you know, with, uh, Lord, yeah. yeah, could you, could you imagine some of the music that they would be putting out? Oh my God! I I I I and then and then you look at all these artists that have that have died young. You know the Twenty Seven Club. You know uh -huh. people talk about that. You know we, sure. we lose so many artists and and what could have been. Absolutely, absolutely. And so it's it's a tragic thing, you know. But I 
And I forged my way through this in rock because I felt like, hey, I've got something to say, you know. Um, but even more than that, you know, I, I, I think that what I'm doing is necessary, you know. Um, and, and I, you know, and, and, and that's kind of what sent me down this path, you know. And there's not a lot of it out there. It's not the more, most popular. A lot of people I talk to, man, they tell me, you know, man, you should, uh, you should start rapping or now, you should do, do these your, other things. Do do your passion, man, because when you do your passion, you actually get the feeling, you know, because you can tell when somebody is into it, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I know you probably get this question all the time. Well, what, are, what is your Mount Rushmore of guitarists? Okay. Like if you were going to create and you were going to pit, you know, like Mount Rushmore and you were going to pit the face of your top four guitarists, who would you pit on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, it'd probably start with Eddie Van Halen. Um, yeah. it would probably, I mean, from there, you know, I tend to like, default and we're talking about overall guitarist uh mm -hmm. we're talking about just guitar and not bass um it would probably i'd probably fall back from jazz i love what george benson does um and uh it, it, i beg your pardon Eddie Van Halen probably print and then george yeah. benson and then what it about would kind of go down from there what about a guy like slash i think he's good i think he's really good you know i just don't think that He's got enough. He's. I don't think he's really had enough opportunities to show what he can does in a doing a commercial sense as a as a guitarist. You know, um, I you think know, that you know a lot of these frontman guitar players, uh, you know, the Eddie Van Halen and those kind of things, they get like a lot of shine, um, so that people can see their true skill level. But I don't think the Slash has had as much of that opportunity. No. Brad Paisley, I you know, I, I I don't know how much you're into country music. Brad Paisley sure. does not get enough credit for being a, an amazing guitarist as he is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, Billy Ray, uh, Rock, Billy Ray, tell tell people once again how they can check out your stuff. Um, it, I would I would love for you to like send me um uh, some music that I can actually, you know, play a little bit of, uh, on the show for rejoins, if that would be okay with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not a problem. Um, yeah, and, I got, well, and, I got a single, I've got an album that's coming out, uh, mm -hmm. early summer. It's called addiction. And I got my first single off of that is called drink shot. And that's the debut single. And mm -hmm. then I've got some other really exciting songs on there, um, that I'm really excited about. Um, but uh, I'd be happy to sing you some music you can you can play as buffers and whatnot. Um, mm. And I, I'm also going to be performing on July, I'm sorry, June 5th um, at the uh, Earth Day Festival in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, so if anybody out there, you can come check me out. Um, and uh, so, yeah, no, they can find me at BillyRayRock.com. Um, on social media, BillyRayRock, the number one. YouTube, BillyRayRock, the number one. Facebook is a little different. It's BillyRayRock one but you got to spell o-n-e but other than that man I'm, I'm out there well billy billy ray man i hope i i hope you hope nothing but the best uh success for you man i appreciate you giving me a call and if you ever Absolutely. need anything please please don't hesitate to reach out okay no question thank you for put, putting me on brother you have a All great right, man. day
YouTube. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, do us a favor. When you're done here, check out The Little Cheese Show. That's The Little Cheese Show. Available everywhere podcasts are found. And subscribe to their Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash littlecheese437. And now, back to the show. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel. Uh, You heard me play the audio earlier today. Uh, Whenever I was talking to Joker, Joker is the guy that had Tourette's, as well as Aiden doing his first interview. Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit that bell button as well, too, because when you hit that bell button, you're going to get alerted anytime I go live or put up any new content. Uh, This is some video, actually audio, that I found I think I found it on TikTok, but this guy, you know, everybody is talking about, you know, how we maybe live in a simulation or something. I don't know. I think people got that idea after watching The Matrix, the Wachowski brothers. They kind of put that in everybody's mind. But I got to get on whatever this drug that this guy is on because he is way out there. You should swallow one piece of gum every seven years. Okay, so so we all know we live in a big simulation, right? Everything around us is computer generated, right? That there's one thing that isn't part of the simulation. That's gum. Gum is weird. You chew it. You could just chew, 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 chew forever. That's because gum comes from outside of the simulation. Gum is real. This almost sounds like some type of viral video that Big Bubblegum made just to sell more bubblegum. Because if we're living in a simulation... For real, like, why would gum be real? And a lot of things about this, if if we are living in a simulation, wouldn't we be kind of just like a virus that would be on a computer? And wouldn't they just remove us? Like, I mean, mean, who's behind the simulation? Is it God, which I don't believe in? Is it aliens? Are we just a part of a big video game? Are we living in Grand Theft Auto? It just doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm saying this is almost like some viral type video. This guy does not even believe it. He probably got six figures from Big Bubblegum. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Okay, so you also know you if you swallow gum, it stays in your system for seven years. And every cell in your body changes every seven years, right? And and the seven-year itch, you change personalities every seven years. That's because every seven years, they come from the outside, and they take you away and put a whole new you in there, and they can change you any way they want. But if you, if you swallow the gum, then they can't because the gum locks you in place because the gum is real. Gum is their weakness. Swallow one piece every seven years. You know, people ask me all the time, Hey, Tuttle, how was it to be in the mental institution for about 10 days? Were there really, really crazy, crazy people out there? Look, I I know that I'm crazy. I mean, there are different levels of crazy. I was just depressed. I met a lot of people just like this when I was in the mental institution for about 10 days. And after a while, you start believing this type of stuff. I mean, there is almost like a little bit of a hierarchy when it comes to craziness. And this guy right here, I don't know if he's just trying to create a viral video or he actually believes stuff like this. Like, seriously, if we were living in a simulation, we would see more things. 
you know, what what Windows version are we on right now? Are we on a Mac? Are we on a PC? I mean, is this whole thing written by HTML? What kind of coding are they using for this said simulation? You know, <laughs> after a while, you start believing a lot of the stuff that you hear when you're in a mental institution because they don't try to help you. They don't try to fix the problem. That's why uh, the the mental institution, our mental uh, health here in the United States is some of the worst in the whole entire world because we over-prescribe these medications. Hell, I told you guys, when, when I went into the mental institution, I was in there and I was only on two pills. And by the end of it, they already had me on nine different medications plus an injection in the right booty cheek every single night. That's why I call it it booty juice. And and you do, you start believing this stuff. You don't know if you're coming or going. This is a story from last week, and I don't know why everybody is making a big deal about this. You know, they're all saying, ooh, these self-driving cars that Tesla has made, they're dangerous. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all cars are dangerous. Hell, I mean, I really haven't seen any of these self-driving cars here on i4. A lot of you guys don't know this. i4 is one of the shortest interstates in the United States of America. And, 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 and the thing is, is that it's the shortest and the deadliest. More people die all the time. Distracted driving, drunk driving. People just not paying attention at all. And everybody is losing their goddamn minds over this this Tesla car, which the big problem that I have is it almost took like 30,000 gallons of water to be able to pit this fire out because of the lithium batteries in it. But I have my own theories that it wasn't the driving car. It might have been a little bit of something sexual going on, in my opinion. Supposedly, yes, I say, somebody was getting some roadhead, in my opinion, in this case. Investigators say they have never seen a crash like this one. Just before midnight in the Carlton Woods subdivision near the Woodlands, officials say a 2019 Tesla Model S failed to navigate a turn. See, once again, I don't understand why people are making such a big deal about this Tesla not being able to navigate a turn. Nobody was making a big deal about Tiger Woods. He wasn't able to navigate that turn because he was probably on so much Xanax and, and pain pills, allegedly. I mean, I mean, he's kind of got a uh, history of doing that. But nobody made a big deal about that one. But now everybody's making a big deal about these self-driving cars. Listen, it's happening no matter what. I think, in my in matter of fact, I think, look, we're good. people die every single day in car accidents. Why are we making such a big fucking deal about this Tesla car? I mean, it's probably a half a percentage of some of the deaths vehicular homicide or vehicular accidents and deaths. Yeah, but we're going to make a big deal about one self-driving car. They say it smashed into a tree, causing a fire that burned for hours. Our office has never experienced a, a crash scene like this. Uh, you know, normally when the fire department arrives, they have 
uh, a vehicle fire under control in minutes. Uh, but this went on for, for close to four hours. Precinct 4 Constable Mark Kerman says more than 30,000 gallons of water were used to extinguish the fire coming from the Tesla's battery. Also, I don't understand why the fire department hasn't been preparing for this stuff. Listen, I'm not talking bad about the fire department. I mean, the fire department are first responders, just like the police department. Firefighters are some of the most bravest people that I know because look at them. They, they all ran up into the Twin Towers knowing that, hey, we got to do what we got to do. But there's a good chance that we are not coming out of this building alive. But they did it. But the, these Tesla vehicles are not the first ones to have these lithium batteries in them. They, they're, they're not. So why are they not coming up with different ways, different like techniques to be able to pit out these fires in these lithium batteries? Also, I, know, I don't know if a lot of you people know this. You know, they, people want to talk about how these electric cars are better for the environment. Just look into what uh, mining lithium does to the environment, what it does to the areas, the surrounding areas where they mine this lithium. It's just as bad as the pollution that's coming out of the cars. And look, I know that today is Earth Day, but guys, we can all go green here in the United States, but I mean, China, India, all those other big countries, they don't give a fuck about the environment. They really, really don't. I mean, listen, I don't want you to think that I don't care about the environment because I do. Like, and, and a lot of people I know out there, is a, my dad is always like, oh, global warming does not exist. Well, you, you want to know why a lot of people do not believe in global warming? Whoever came up with the name, it was a horrible, horrible promotional campaign. Whoever named that should have been fired, should have been fined, because nobody takes it serious. Global warming just does not mean, oh, it's getting hotter. Yeah, it, it is getting hotter, but it's extreme weather. So let's not all play like, ooh, we're fancy. We have a uh, electric car. We're not burning fossil fuels. No, you're actually contributing to killing the environment just as much with the mining of lithium batteries. Once the fire was put out, investigators did determine that there were two victims inside the vehicle. Uh, our investigation thus far has determined that one of the victims was in the front passenger seat. Uh, one was in the back seat and uh that that at the time of the accident there was no one in the passenger seat all right so this is where i get to my theory of what was going on there's a lot of people that are into some really kinky things you know people are into that auto auto asphyxiation what if this is just a new version of auto which is a car asphyxiation maybe this guy was like okay my buddy is asleep in the passenger side. We're on a long, long road trip. I'm getting bored. I'm in a self-driving car. I'm going to get in the back seat. I'm going to let the car do the work because it, it's a little bit of dangerous. And, you know, people like being choked sometimes during sex. I'm not, uh, I don't condone it. I've never done it. But I can only imagine this guy's like, all right, my buddy's asleep. I'm in a self-driving car. I can be quiet. Maybe I can tie a belt around my neck and I can masturbate in the back seat. And if my buddy wakes up, you know, he's going to, he's, you know, he might freak out, 
wondering where I'm at, but I'm in the back seat trying to, you know, run one off, run a batch. And, you know, people love that dangerous type situation when it comes to sexual stuff. Please. I, I know that it's way out there. I know I probably sound like the bubblegum guy that believes that we're in a simulation. But trust me, there's some weird ass fucking people out there that are into some kinky ass shit. Constable Herman says the men are believed to have been 59 and 69 years old. However, they have not been officially identified. While the cause of the crash is still under investigation, the constable says investigators do not believe anyone was driving the car. Of course there wasn't a guy in the passenger seat because the dude was in the back jacking his dick trying to live dangerously. You know, when, when, when you have that fear of death, you know, they say that it's supposed to make your orgasm just as better than anything that you've ever felt before in your life. Uh, they are 100% certain that no one was in the driver's seat driving that vehicle at the time of impact. They're positive. Uh, and again, the, 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 uh, the height from the back seat to the front seat, uh, that, that there would be almost impossible. And uh, uh, If my theory holds true, do you think he was at least able to uh, get one out, bust a nut before he hit that tree and died? Because I got to tell you, I mean, if you're going to go out anyway, I want to go out jacking my dick. I'm just saying. But again, our investigators are, are trained. They handle collisions. Uh, several of our folks are reconstructionists, uh, but they feel uh, very confident just with the positioning of the bodies uh, uh, after the impact that, uh, that there was no one driving that vehicle. Yesterday, Tesla founder Elon Musk tweeted the electric car maker's accident data report for the first quarter of 2021, saying a driver of a Tesla with autopilot engaged is 10 times less likely to be in an accident than a driver behind the wheel of an average vehicle. Now, you do know, look, my theory is way out there, but you cannot tell me that dudes buy Teslas just to be able to get roadhead. You know, like, I mean, it is kind of hard. I, I've, I've tried it before. Not me giving <laughs> roadhead, but I've had it done to me before. And it is a little distracting, especially when you got a stick shift. You know, sometimes when you, when, you, when you hit it into fourth gear, you might hit the back of the girl's head and stuff with it. Yes, I can see that happening. But there are some dudes that are buying Teslas just for the sole purpose of being able to get roadhead and pitting that, that Tesla car in autopilot. From Houston, I'm Matt Doherty, KHAU 11 News. See, this is why I've been telling you I need to be a reporter. Because I would have been out there. You, you know that fire chief? That fire chief that was given the press conference? I would, that would have been the first question I would have been asking. Hey, uh, fire chief, was the guy jerking off in the backseat of the car at the time of impact? I mean, you guys say that you can re reconstruct these accidents and stuff. Was he jerking off? And I'm sure that it would get brushed off. Oh, we can't come to that uh, conclusion uh, just, just of yet. But we'll look into it. No, 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 sir. Was his dick in his hand when you found the body? Well, I'm, I'm sure that the fire pr pretty much burned everything off. I don't think that the dick would survive a fire. So who knows? Man, I do sound like the gum guy 
in the simulation uh, audio that I played for you earlier. All right, guys, pretty busy day ahead of me. Still dealing with a lot of just absolute bullshit on top of bullshit. Uh, I'm going to do a live stream tonight at 8. Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys stay safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, and pocketbearclub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.